All right, welcome to Locked On Warriors. On today's show, why Steve Kerr wants Draymond Green to let it fly. We preview tonight's game against the Lakers, and then we go around the NBA with some of the latest news from around the league. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, it's a Tuesday edition of Locked On Warriors, the only podcast bringing you the latest on the Warriors every day, Monday through Friday. I'm Wes Goldberg. Uh, however, you may be listening YouTube, Odyssey, or on your favorite podcast app. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Going to look ahead to tonight's game against the Lakers in a minute, and then the latest on Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons, and uh, if they're going to be available for their respective teams coming on later in the show. But first, I want to talk about these latest comments from Steve Kerr empowering Draymond Green to shoot more threes. Now, in the preseason, we've noticed this is our thing already. It's something that we've been talking about on the show. Um, but this is Steve Kerr talking about it, um, you know, and, and the strategy behind it, really, for the first time. Uh, here's that sound. Uh, just, I told him... In Portland, if our first game, I said, I want you shooting two or three threes every game. You know, if you're open, let it fly. And and he's such a smart player. He knows the open ones versus the, the ones where we can get a better one. So I just, I like when he's ad- aggressive. I like when he's trying to score, whether it's a, an open three or putting the ball on the floor um, and trying to get to the rim. Uh, when he scores, um, we tend to be a, a better team. So I want him aggressive. So we got a few stats here that I want to go over with you. Uh, Steve Kerr is saying there, when Draymond scores, that the Warriors are a better team in those situations. Last season, the Warriors were 15-4 and four when Draymond scored in double figures. Uh, but for the balance of last season, he averaged just six field goal attempts per game, just seven points per game, uh, the lowest since his second year in the league. He hasn't. His numbers have not been that low since he became a full-time starter in his third NBA season. so uh, But in the preseason right now, he's three of six on three-point attempts in 54 preseason minutes, which is about one and a half games worth of time for Draymond. And so if he's averaging, uh, we could do some quick and dirty math here, but whatever, four, four three-pointers per game this year based on these first 54 minutes in the preseason – that would be the most three-point attempts Draymond has attempted since his first year as a full-time starter. In that year, he averaged 4.2 three-point attempts per game uh, at a 33.7% clip. He, right now, he's shooting 50% on threes. He's not going to be a 50% shooter this year, but um, that's still pretty good. It speaks to some of the confidence and some of the stuff that Steve Kerr was talking about, uh, just trying to empower Draymond to take those good shots, to pick his spots, but to certainly take two or three threes Per game last year he averaged two per game man it did not feel like he averaged two per game at all and he shot 27 percent on three-point range so it's about making the it's about choosing the right threes last year when he did take threes it felt like it was end of shot clock uh he really didn't want to be taking it again very surprised it was two a game it did not feel like that uh, but if he's averaging two good threes two in rhythm threes or three even better three in rhythm threes per game that could open up the warriors offense and like i said 15 and 4 last year when Draymond averaged 10 or more points per game. And you can look over his entire career in the Warriors dynasty. I mean, when he scored double figures or even 20 plus, which he's not going to do very often at this point in his career, 
uh, the Warriors' record is really, really good because all of a sudden now he becomes a threat to score. Look, he's the quarterback of that offense. This is something that we know. But when he isn't looking to score, defenses sag off of him. They just ignore him. If he, if Steph has the ball in his hands and Draymond doesn't, then they're not even paying any attention to him and he's on the corner and now it's four against five. You just can't have it. And so I understand that Draymond overall says, hey, look, uh, even me taking a wide open shot isn't as good as Steph taking a three-pointer while double or triple coverage. That's true. I agree with that. But in order to keep the defense honest, you just got to take a few per game. And that's what Steve Kerr is getting at. And that's what Draymond Green has been doing so far in the preseason. So obviously that's going to open up a lot of what the Warriors want to do. It's something Bob Myers said in an earlier broadcast against Denver. He had joined the broadcast crew, uh, crew during the game and said, hey, look, we want Draymond to take threes. That opens up our entire offense. An offense that's going to have Steph going to have Klay Thompson at some point this season, has Andrew Wiggins cutting to the basket, has an emerging Jordan Poole. None of those guys is the person that Bob Myers and Steve Kerr are pointing to to open up the offense. The guy that they're looking at is Draymond Green because in today's NBA, you just can't have a guy who's not doing anything offensively, and Draymond has to pick the right spots. And like Steve Kerr said, uh, with his basketball IQ, you expect him and trust him to pick those right spots, right, to not force it. So... Two three-pointers a game last year, but I thought, again, end of shot clock, not good in rhythm, in the flow of the offense type of threes. So far in the preseason, those threes have been in rhythm, and he's been taking them early, which is good, too. I think that's important uh, to Golden State's offense overall. Um, all right. We're going to look ahead to tonight's game against the Lakers, uh, and the first time that anybody, including the Lakers, uh, in a game are going to see LeBron, Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis all on the floor together. What that means to the Warriors coming up next. But first, let's talk about Sleeper. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week, and it made no sense. It required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball called Game Pick. And it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play that week are over. The days of mindless daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season, like I have so many times, because of that busy work, also over. In Game Picks, you pick one game per week based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive rating, pace of play, and more. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. And after all, that's really what we're in fantasy sports to do. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you love playing fantasy football, if you prefer to build out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love Game Picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You won't be disappointed. Back here with Locked On Warriors. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Now for your second listen when you get done here, check out today's episode of Locked On NBA where myself and David Vermill break down the latest uh, news storylines from around the league, including Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons. But we recorded that last night, and since then, we've had some new developments uh, happening as of Tuesday morning, uh, and I will get to that later on because it is important to tell you what's going on around the rest of the league, not just with the Warriors. Also, later this week, I want to do a mailbag episode. Uh, we're going to do it a little bit differently this time. Uh, the, the Apple podcast reviews, not getting a whole lot of them lately, um, and so let's let's try to juice that up. Why don't we try to juice that up, guys? 
Five-star reviews, leave your question in the review. We'll do a mailbag later this week uh, featuring all the questions that you asked in those five-star reviews. Of course, you can leave uh, a question. You can tweet one at me, at WC Goldberg. Email me, wcgoldberg at gmail.com if you want to email me a question. But really, the only way to guarantee that your question is answered is by leaving it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. So uh, please go ahead and do that. Let's get the reviews cranking in. Um, but tonight... Big primetime matchup, Warriors-Lakers. Um, quick injury report, no Jonathan Kaminga dealing with the knee thing uh, for the Warriors. And then for the Lakers, no Trevor Ariza. He underwent surgery. Town Horton-Tucker also out after a finger surgery that he underwent. And then no Malik Monk and no Kendrick Nunn for the Lakers. But the only players that anybody really cares about are the Stars. And the Warriors have all of theirs available outside of Klay Thompson. And for the Lakers, this is going to be the first time that we see LeBron James Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook all on the floor together. Now, this is a big deal, right? This is a big deal for a lot of reasons. But um, what strikes me as so interesting about this preseason right now and these Lakers matchups is the Lakers and the Warriors are playing 11 times, or I'm sorry, three times, not 11 times. That would be way too many times. Three times in 11 days, which arguably is also too many times. But uh, it's interesting because these are two teams that think that they're going to be at the top of the Western Conference by the time this thing is over. And teams schedule their preseasons, right? Like, this is not up to the league. The league does not schedule preseason games, right? They may encourage certain matchups to get some primetime things and things like that. But for the most part, organizations schedule their own games. And the Warriors and the Lakers came together and said, look, first of all, it's an hour and a half flight. No big, no big deal. Uh, so we could go back and forth. But it's not like the Warriors play the Clippers at all, right? Uh, these two organizations, they play pretty much every preseason. Um, it's not rare but three times in 11 days is uh, pretty rare. And the last time these teams played a couple days ago, the Warriors won 121 to 114. Steph had 30 points in that game. Jordan Poole continued to show out. They used some really interesting lineups, especially a, a, a floor spacing lineup of Steph, Poole, Otto Porter, Draymond Green, and Amanda Bilicia, um, which I think we'll continue to see, not just maybe in this game against the Lakers, in order to try to space that team out, that defense out, but also throughout the regular season. Um, this uh, this could be the closest we get to sort of a dress rehearsal tonight. Um, not just because the Lakers are going to roll out their big three, uh, but because the Warriors may feel compelled to match them. So And, look, and looking at the injury report, I mean, there's nothing really major here. Jonathan Kaminga is not going to play a major role for this team this season. So they can go out there with their core rotation just like the Lakers are going to, uh, despite Trevor Ariza, Malik Monk, and Kendrick Nunn not being there. But again, they've got a bunch of dudes on that roster, and really it comes down to, for the Lakers, their big three of LeBron, Russ, and AD. So we're going to get a first look at it. And Anthony Davis is going to be playing center. Um, and uh, again, good dress rehearsal for both groups, but also maybe a preview of what we see opening night, because I said three times in 11 days, the third and final matchup is going to be October 19th, uh, to open up the regular season in another primetime matchup. And uh, what we see tonight uh, could influence what we see in the opening night of the regular season, right? So really, really excited to see what happens tonight. Um, really excited to see what it is that the Lakers look like with Anthony Davis playing center because I know they have LeBron. Russell Westbrook is the another headliner there. But for the Lakers, it comes down to Anthony Davis, and they really need him to be their best player. For them during the regular season, they need him to be bubble NBA bubble 
finals run championship level Anthony Davis if they're going to get to where they want to go. And this is going to be our first look at it. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Warriors counter that. Do they go with Draymond against Anthony Davis like they have so many times before? Who does Bielitsa guard in those kinds of formations if they go small with that group? Maybe they go with Juan Descano, Anderson, and Draymond in that front court in order to guard LeBron and and Anthony Davis in certain matchups. Uh, where does Anthony Davis, um, or I'm sorry, where does Andrew Wiggins play? Where does Otto Porter play? Do they try to attack this backcourt of Steph and Jordan Poole now that they're able to unlock that Anthony Davis, LeBron James pick and roll? I'll tell you this, though. The first time that these teams played, very impressed with the Warriors, not at all impressed with the Lakers. It was just very your turn, my turn with Russell Westbrook and LeBron James. They're both basically both on other sides of the court the entire game. Just like, all right, now this is your possession, this one's mine, and that's it. I don't I I expect that to be a little clunky at first. I don't expect that to be the situation with them all season long because LeBron is a genius problem solver, right? Best problem solver in the NBA. I expect him to figure that out at some point as long as Russell Westbrook is down to make some sort of adjustments. But um, again, it comes down to what Anthony Davis can do. When he's dominant, nobody in the league can stop him. Nobody in the league can stop him. He's like Giannis when he's dominant. You just you just hope to contain him a little bit. Last year, he wasn't that level. He just wasn't, okay? And that's why the Lakers weren't as good as they hoped to be. Um, they need him to be that level. We'll get a first look at him with LeBron and Russell Westbrook tonight. Very excited about that. Very excited to see what the Warriors bring to the table against that trio um, and in this second of three matchups in 11 days. Maybe the most important so far, the third one will be the most important overall because, of course, that's going to be the one that matters. All right, to some news around the rest of the league and then a programming update. I know a lot of people have been wondering about my future on the show. I'm going to get to that after the break. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. We are back and better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridironers. Teams are back for another Football season, and as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Again, you're going to get 50% uh, a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. So from football, basketball, and boxing right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, getting to some news from around the NBA. Uh, and this morning, Adrian Wojnarowski on ESPN. Uh, this morning or late last night? I don't remember. Uh, I guess it was late Monday night. Uh, reporting that Ben Simmons just showed up in Philadelphia. Ben Simmons, of course, subject of a holdout, deciding that he does not want to play for the Philadelphia 76ers anymore. Uh, doesn't like how he's been used. Doesn't like anybody on the team, I guess, anymore. A lot of animosity being built up. A lot of burnt bridges being built up. But that didn't matter because Ben Simmons just showed up at the arena last night when the Sixers were playing the Brooklyn Nets in a preseason game and took a COVID-19 test uh, in in order to adhere with protocols and wants to try to get back to being with the team. Uh, like I said, David Ramil and I discussed that on today's Locked on NBA so I, in the first segment. So go uh, check that out, please, for if you want a longer conversation on that. The thing I really want to hit, though, though is uh, the Kyrie Irving situation. Um, just before I start recording, um, the Brooklyn Nets came out with a statement saying that 
until Kyrie Irving basically gets the vaccine. He needs at least one shot in order to be eligible, first of two shots in order to be eligible, uh, unless he gets the Johnson Johnson. Um, that Unless he does that, he's not going to be able to practice or play road games with the team. Finally, the Brooklyn Nets front office taking a stand here. I'll read you uh, part of the statement here. This is from uh, Nets general manager Sean Marks. Kyrie has made a personal choice and respects his individual right to choose. Currently, the choice restricts his ability to be a full-time member of the team, and we will not permit any member of our team to participate with part-time availability. It is imperative that we continue to build chemistry as a team and remain true to our long-established values of togetherness and sacrifice. Our championship goals for the season have not changed, and to achieve these goals, each member of our organization must pull in the same direction. We are excited for the start of the season and look forward to a successful campaign that will make the borough of Brooklyn proud. This is awesome for the Nets, okay? Now, it's not awesome that Kyrie is not playing. It's not awesome that Kyrie is choosing not to get the vaccine and choosing not to be with the team and choosing not to talk about it with the team. That part is not awesome. But what I appreciate now, finally, for the Brooklyn Nets is them taking a stand uh, against this behavior. Because, look, I am all for player empowerment. I, I, I really am. I have no problem with Kyrie Irving and, Ken, and Kevin Durant deciding to team up in Brooklyn. I have no problem with James Harden forcing his way out of Houston to get to Brooklyn. I, I, of course, I don't agree always with the way that these, thing, things, these things happen or the way that these players go about forcing their way out, especially in the case of James Harden. Um, but if you you kind of got to do what you got to do a little bit. But the Kyrie Irving stuff is just, it's going beyond player empowerment, right? Like this is now just being a bad teammate, right? I mean, last year, he just took an, an absence from the team for personal reasons, but didn't even tell the team. And look, if you're, if you're a team like the Brooklyn Nets and there was that book that came out and their entire organization basically saying, hey, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden run that ship. It is their organization. They run things there. They wanted DeAndre Jordan there. He was there. Uh, they wanted certain players there. They got them, right? They wanted James Harden. They traded everybody. They wanted to get rid of Kenny Atkinson, bring in Steve Nash. They did it. Uh, that organization is run by the players. Kevin Durant wanted that power and so did Kyrie. And with that power came all of the freedom that Kyrie wanted. Kevin Durant, meanwhile, had worked his way back from that terrible Achilles injury uh, in order to play, and now he plays in every game he can. Kyrie Irving, meanwhile, I know he's had his share of injuries, but nothing like the, in the Achilles injury that, that KD had. And Kyrie's just leaving, just leaves the team whenever he wants. And last year, he left the team with an unexcused absence. And most teams, especially teams that are player-friendly like Brooklyn, would be like, look, man, you have some personal stuff going on in the regular season. We will give you the excused absence. But Kyrie is just like, look, I don't need to tell anybody. He's just that selfish about it. Like, I'm just not going to tell anybody. I'm just leaving. I'm just going to leave. He could have easily gotten an excused absence because of that. And he just decided to leave. Uh, they gave it. They they empowered James Harden to be in charge of his own injury during the playoffs last year. That's rare, man, in the postseason with the stakes that they had. And, of course, they ended up not making out of the Eastern Conference Finals. So, uh, not just because of James Harden injury. They had a lot of injuries, but that was certainly a part of it. So I I appreciate Brooklyn finally and Sean Marks, the GM, being like, you know what? I'm the general manager. I'm going to put on my big boy pants here and, and do something about this. And no, Kyrie, you're not going to have your cake. and eat it. You're not going to just get to do whatever you want all the time, man. You're just not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to live this life being an anti-vaxxer, flat-earther, conspiracy theorist. And then also, and then get out of practicing, by the way, which no veteran player wants to do in the first place. 
and then just play in road games. You're not going to be able to do that. So no, unless you get the vaccine, you're not going to be able to just be this part-time substitute teacher, play when you want to play type of thing anymore. Just that's not going to that's not going to fly here anymore. If you want to be a member of this team, then you need to get the vaccine and play by the rules that everybody else has to play by. This is not an anti-vax vaccine thing. This is not a commentary on that. This is just simply me saying, hey, Kyrie Irving, you've been a bad teammate. You've always been a bad teammate. And now it's time to sort of pay your dues and kind of say, look, you're not above the rules. Like this is the same rules that Kevin Durant, James Harden, all your teammates have to play by. If you don't like it, too bad. But that means you're not going to play. It's that simple. And now the choice is up to him. Get the vaccine, get paid, and play with the team and be with your team that you created, right? You forced your way out of Cleveland and then forced your way out of Boston to be here. This was your decision. Cleveland doesn't have, you know, Cleveland, Boston, kind of ironically don't have these vaccine mandates. Brooklyn does. New York City, San Francisco, LA. These are the only, the only cities that have these sort of mandates. Um, you're in one of those cities now, man. A city you wanted to be in. You just can't have it your way all the time. And uh, now he's being forced to reconcile with that. Really interested to see what happens with Kyrie. No idea. Um, but that's something that they're going to have to figure out. All right. Programming note here. Uh, I know a lot of you have been wondering, all right, Wes, you said you're not going to be with Lockdown Warriors. You left your job at the San Jose Mercury News. You moved to Miami. Why are you still doing Lockdown Warriors, all these things? Um, what's going on? Uh, look, it's I, I've, I've tried to keep you guys in the loop, uh, but honestly, I just haven't really known all that much this entire time. But um, look, here's the deal. Um, uh, I As of now, my tentative end date is the end of October. So I will be... I will be hosting Lockdown Warriors through the end of October and then moving over to Lockdown Heat on November 1st. And I'll still be doing shows um, over on Locked On NBA and that channel over there. Who is going to be the replacement host here on Locked On Warriors? I don't know. That's all still part of the transition thing. Um, but as of yesterday, I was told, and I'm telling you guys basically as soon as I know this stuff, um, that, okay, the transition now is in place. So I will be doing Locked On Warriors for the rest of the month. We'll have some fun guests coming up. Again, we'll have these mailbags. Please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you want to guarantee that your mailback question gets answered. Um, and we're, let's just have fun for the rest of this month, guys. That's all I want to do. We'll, I'll carry you through the rest of the preseason, some regular season games. Um, let's have some fun. And uh, and uh, thank you, I guess, for the uh, support so far and the understanding and the patience as we figure all of this stuff out. Um, more updates to come as I get them. Um, but that's it for me today. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked On Warriors on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Comment and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow me over on Twitter at WC Goldberg. That's it. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time.